Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Can't live with them, can't live without them, huh, Matt? You know what I'm talking about. Vaccines. Now, there's plenty of anti-vaxxers out there. And there's plenty of, plenty of vaxxers out there. And uh, this week, we'll be talking about vaccines and the anxiety that comes with getting vaccinated, uh, specifically about uh, the vaccines for COVID-19. I know we've done some segments uh, relating to, obviously, COVID, health anxiety, to all these different things, but vaccine anxiety is is very specific, right? There's, you know, I know people personally who don't want to get vaccinated. Um, like this specific, they don't want to get this specific vaccine, right, for COVID-19. I know people that don't believe in vaccines at all. And I know a lot more people that do believe in vaccines and do believe in science and do want to get vaccinated and do va- get vaccinated. Uh, but even for those people, right, even for the people that want to get vaccinated, it, there can be some anxiety with with getting a vaccine, um, no matter what vaccine it is. Especially, uh, you know, when there's so much disinformation in the media today, not not just social media, but just uh, you know, news media, um, you know, there, there's so many articles out there, uh, many of which are just fake about, you know, why vaccines cause this or cause that. But w- what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, e- even if a vaccine does have a detrimental side effect, that's seen rarely, right? That's, you know, maybe one in a million. Usually what it's protecting against is much more deadly. And you might say, well, you know, I might not catch it. You know, why am I going to go and shoot something up in my arm when uh, I might not get the, you know, the actual sickness at all? There's a low chance. Yeah, I mean, maybe you are right. But what if you're wrong? What if you do catch it? And then you get sick and, you know, it could have been prevented by this very, very, uh, easy solution right just getting the vaccine and what a lot of people don't realize is you know getting the vaccine yes it's to protect us but it's also to to protect others and and the reason for that is because there are people out there that can't get vaccines because they have bad immune systems low immune systems uh they have a disease they have something going on, you know, health-wise that that doesn't allow them to get a vaccine because it can be very, very bad for their health or it can, you know, potentially kill them. And so by us getting the vaccine, we're protecting those people too. And, you know, the problem with, I think, people today is that everyone just cares about themselves, right? It's it's a very uh, self-caring kind of society. You know, if, if the vaccine doesn't help me specifically, I'm not going to like we saw a lot of young people saying that. Right. You know, I can't get sick or if I get sick. I'll get you know, I'll get better. 
it doesn't affect young people as much, so I'm not going to get the vaccine, or I'm going to go out and party and not care about masks and not care about this and that. And, you know, there were a lot of people that weren't planning on getting vaccinated because of that, because they, they care too much about themselves. And they didn't think about the bigger picture, right, about helping all these other people. But then when you, you know, now with like this, uh, I don't know, what is it, Matt, South America variant or whichever variant is spreading that's targeting younger people. Uh, it might be the UK one. Yeah. Well, whatever. Any, anyway, I'm not one sure. Of the variants some that's other spreading, variant. Yeah. yeah. That's putting younger, younger people in the hospital. Well, now younger people are like, oh, I'm going to go get vaccinated because it's affecting me. Right. And it's. On the one hand, it's a good thing, right? Because people are actually willing to get vaccinated now. On the other hand, though, it sucks because they're only willing to do it now because it's affecting them. Right? Like, you know, again, even though it's a big world and there's a lot of people, I don't think people realize how connected everyone is. Right. There's there is seven degrees of separation. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but everyone knows everyone. Six, six degrees of separation, whatever, six, seven degrees. Close enough. Everyone knows everyone else like you're somehow you're related to another person within six degrees of separation, which is crazy because there are billions and billions of people in this world. Matt, you're being awfully quiet and I'm talking a lot. And I think we all know I'm not the talker on this podcast. So I'd appreciate it if you would jump in. Did you know that if you rearrange the words of silent, it spells listen? And that's what I was doing. I was listening, my friend. Deep. To your beautiful words. Very deep. Thank you, Matthew. No, I mean, you, you were articulating great points and I, and I wanted to let you let you finish until you got to the six versus seven degrees, bro. It's an order of magnitude higher. Like, come on. I, I know I know Kevin Bacon by six people, all right? I don't need seven, pal. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of hit on the head with a lot of things, right? There's, I think anytime there's something new, we as human beings naturally will feel some level of anxiety, right? You can call it excitement. We say it all the time. You should reframe things that are exciting as excitement and not anxiety, right? You're getting to give a speech, it should be exciting. Your peers want to hear you give that speech. You're applying for a new job. It's exciting. It can be a new chapter in your life. You're going to a bar to on a date or something, maybe pre-COVID. It should be exciting. You, you Maybe you meet the love of your life. Who knows? So all those little things can cause excitement, but it's also stemming from that change. And with anything new, the vaccines, COVID, a lot of anxiety has been induced into our our work lives, our professional lives, our personal lives, everything, right? You have to kind of question yourself, what am I allowed to do? What can I do here? All these different things. And the, the way I kind of see it is when you're a kid, a, a lot of us as kids, especially like in like minor shots age group, right? The, the millennials probably like had a skateboard or two as a kid. And what did you do? You hopped on the skateboard, right? You pushed, you know, kicked it around everywhere, uh, you, maybe you fell off, you scraped your knee, not a big deal. Maybe you cried, um, maybe you cried a lot. <clears throat> maybe you cried a lot, and your parents had to kiss your boo boo. I, I don't know by personal experience. <laughs> you know, it, it could be it could be anything. Um, 
certainly they could happen to any one of you and it's not uh, me totally yeah no that that was very specific and totally does not mean that it happened to you yeah it's like it's like may, maybe you fell at like one whatever street blah 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 it's like an exact memory but no um you know as a kid you're kind of fearless right as an adult there's not very many adults who are like in their late 20s their 30s their 40s 50s 60s 70s things like that trying to pick up skateboarding if they are they probably still retain that fearlessness and as a kid you don't understand the ramifications of a lot of your actions as an adult you understand almost too much what could happen you're always told the negative side of things right don't get on a skateboard because you might fall and hurt your shoulder you might trip and bust your nose you might scrape your knee and then you know you're older now and you need to do yoga to maintain your flexibility so your knee's going to be bad forever so, something of that nature right so the older we are the less childlike we are with trying new things when we're a kid you know we're like sponges you give us new information you, sometimes you teach us geography and we forget it the next day because our public help public school system kind of sucks but <laughs> anyways my point is that when you're an adult you understand the ramification of the actions and you understand that when when a new variable is introduced there can be a lot of different outputs so you may have anxiety about the vaccine being um kind of like a short flow project right like oh it was only developed in a a, a few years or, or it's only been a year since we developed COVID, all this stuff and that's partially because of the advancement of science the advancement of the progress that we've seen with the mrna the fact that they've been working on this type of thing i think you said like 20 or 30 years ago previously yeah i think they started a long in time. the 60s and then they or it was thought up in the 60s and they really started doing uh or like uh, experimenting with it in the 80s uh, and then it was canned for a couple of years until there was a breakthrough a little bit later on uh, and then within the last like 15 years, uh, they've been uh, they've started using it for cancer treatment and treatment of some other things. So it's not it's not as new as people think it is. It's just um, I think with COVID, it's more in the media. A good way to describe it, I think, based on what you just said, would be it's not the iPhone 14. It's the iPhone 13s. It's it's not like a brand new, completely new redesign like when we saw with like the iPhone 10, right? Where it's like, oh my God, Face ID. You're gonna unlock it with your face. You're like, what the hell, my face? That'll never work. Now I can't live without that shit. Yeah. Because that was actually the first iPhone I bought in a while. Because I was an Android guy for a bit. I know, I know. Green text bubbles. I'm sorry. You had to deal with me. It's okay. Oh, and you're gonna love this next update even more, Matt. I know it's kind of off topic, but. Now you can, as long as you have your Apple Watch on, you can unlock your phone with your mask on, which is a game changer. Yeah, I previously, and I talked about, you know, switching careers, all this stuff. Uh, previously, was going to the office every day, full PPE, double masks, goggles, gloves, everything. That would have been fucking great. Uh, I didn't sign up for the beta because by the time that the beta was like fully open to me, I I was like, I'm already switching careers so it's like what's the point you know it's going to be useful for a few days but certainly that is a feature that i think will help a lot of people because <clears throat> even as people are slowly getting more and more vaccinated the masks will stay for a while to protect some of our most vulnerable people that may not be able to get a vaccine because they have a chronic illness or potentially they're not able to get it because there's maybe not like a study done yet like i know for certain vaccines 16 or 18 plus is what they're looking at they're doing studies now for children but we still should protect the children not push them off the cliff and just say hey hope you brought your parachute today and overall 
you know, whatever point you're at in it, you're going to have some anxiety because it's new, right? You, you can have distrust for the government, right? There are times when the government does bad things. There's times when the government does good things, right? There are times when co- big companies do bad and good things, right? Every Everybody who's involved in these organizations is a human being, and we know that we're not static, right? We're very fluid. We're dynamic, and we shift between different things, right? One day you could feel really good. The next day you feel really bad. One day you're anxious. One day you're super happy. All these different things are going on, and... um. Yeah, at the center of it is, you know, us deciding how we feel about it in the moment. So w- was that good? Did I did I talk enough for you or do you need me to go more? Take no, two? no, that, Take that two? was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. And I mean, you know, I think if uh, for our listeners that have been listening sort of, you know, throughout these episodes, a- at first I was he- hesitant to get the vaccine too, right? Um, for a lot of the reasons that you just mentioned, you know, it was something new, uh, I hadn't heard of mRNA. I didn't know what it was. No, not a lot of people had gotten it yet. Not enough studies done, which is fair. I mean, I, I still think it was justified for me to to be cautious. But you know, after doing my own research, after looking into it, after reading the studies, after seeing the amount of people that are vaccinated, sort of side effects, all of that, and then looking at the devastation that COVID has caused, you know, you you weigh that sort of on a scale internally and you figure out which one you know which one is worse right is it worse to stay unvaccinated and potentially get this virus that has the potential to kill me or a family member uh, and i've had family that have caught it i know people that have passed away from it or you know you, on the other hand is it better for me to get this vaccine that maybe doesn't have as much research as I would like it to have, right? As, uh, you know, as many studies done or as long of study done or whatever else. But so far, it's been safe. It has the backing of not just our government and our agencies, but government and agencies from across the whole world, right? And there haven't been any negative consequences so far, right? And you know, at the time when I considered it, when I got my vaccine, it was Moderna and Pfizer, and neither of those had really any very bad side effects. Now, things get a little bit more muddy when, you know, when there is a vaccine that comes out that does have negative side effects uh, and something that the government has to take action on. And, you know, this week we saw that with the J&J vaccine. And I feel like this vaccine... (laughs) uh, uh, I hate to say this, but I feel like it's just been riddled with, like, problems. Because, like, it came out, right? And I know a lot of people were excited for it because it's an... I think they call it an adenovirus. Where it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it, uh, it's like, the actual virus, but, like, it's been turned off, basically. So it doesn't multiply in your system and, you know, get you really sick. Um, so a lot of people were excited because, you know, it's not, an, it's not an mRNA. They were like the traditional vaccine. I know a lot of people that were more comfortable with it because it's uh, a, a type of vaccine that they've gotten before. But I think it was like a week or two after it got approved, there was that whole plant where um, <laughs> the people uh, accidentally mixed the wrong vials or like mixed something up while they were developing it. And there were a whole bunch of doses that were had to get trashed because of this mix-up uh so that was sort of kind of shitty and again not very good for people 
people's uh, uh, trust in this vaccine, right? What if they mess up again? What if they had messed up and they got the wrong one? But then to see, you know, a negative uh, sort of consequences from it, right? Uh, side effects from the vaccine uh, and for the government to, to have to pause pause it to look into it and figure it out, uh, I think that gives a lot more people sort of a hold and a stop and uh, makes them reconsider getting something that, again, I mean, this virus, this vaccine wasn't something that was, uh, uh, you know, developed for very long or tested for very long, not too many studies done. It was the same amount of time as the others. Um, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't help with trust in the vaccine. So, you know, for those people, I would say, I, I think there was something like 7 million doses of J&J already given, uh, almost 7 million. And like, I think there were only six people that got these negative consequences. They were all younger, they were all women, and I think they all had, um, some sort of condition or something that 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 caused it but if you look at moderna and pfizer there have been 120 million doses given right and more than that no i don't know matt's doing hand signals and i don't always know what they are you can talk you know i i put i don't want to cut you off i put my hands up in the air because i was celebrating the fact that there's been 120 million doses nice yeah i, but I, I agree. think you know, very big achievement. Make a weird motion uh, but yeah, so Moderna and Pfizer have had 120 million doses, right? Which is, you know, significantly higher than 6 million. And there have been no negative side effects to this degree with, with anyone that has gotten those. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that at least that can help instill some confidence uh, in people to get, to get uh, vaccinated. Um, that, that definitely helps calm some of my anxiety right of getting vaccinated um because now there's people that have had the vaccine for almost a year at this point right uh all these people have gotten it again no no big negative consequences from them um and so from what we've seen uh it's been helping curb the uh the coronavirus which again, which is what we were hoping for, and it's it's doing exactly that, and it's helping open things up, which is I think what everyone wants to get back to this normalcy. So so far, you know, at least for me, all I've seen are positives with getting the vaccine, and although some of that anxiety was there in the beginning, I think just seeing all of this stuff, even seeing this J and J stuff, right? I I think seeing this and having you know reporters put put it into perspective of how many doses of J&J were given, sort of how many people had negative effects, how many doses of the other vaccines were given, and just the comparison of those, uh, I think definitely helps people because sometimes we don't realize sort of uh, the, the, the true scale of things. Certainly. I saw a Facebook post earlier. It said there were more air bud movies than there were people that got blood clots from the j and j vaccine now i'm going to be very honest with you i don't know how many air bud movies there are i watched it as a kid right i watched air bud air bud strikes back air bud the empire returns you know all, 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 <laughs> i think you got all it the already 
<laughs> all the Air Bud movies, the, the classics. No, I think at one point uh, they made it. There, there might actually be nine movies or something because it was something like Air Bud ninth inning or something. I don't know. Well, he fielded an entire baseball team with his pups or some shit. I don't know. If if you grew up in the same era as I did and you watched the shit out of Air Bud movies, right? Um, when he started taking on other sports, like, yeah, he's a dog that can play basketball. Now he can play, you know, fucking tennis and football and fucking golf. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I <laughs> definitely watched his, the first uh, two swing. or three, but yeah, past that, couldn't tell you. So, so yeah, I, I thought it was a bad post to the person who did it. I, I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't know how many Airbud movies there were. So as, as far as I knew, there could be 10,000 Airbud movies at this point. Right with a low budget films, and next thing you know, like ten thousand people were infected or affected, I should say, by the J and J response. So, one thing you have to, I think, look at a lot with anxiety, but also a lot with specifically like the vaccine stuff, is why you feel a certain way. You almost have to play therapist with yourself and say why. Why do you think that? And really dig down into it, right? And that's what happens a lot of times in therapy where you get to really scary things where you may say, you know, why, why do you always get defensive when somebody says X, Y, and Z to you? And you don't want to say, well, it's because I got bullied when I was a kid about this particular issue. So now I'm always defensive about it. Or maybe you got bullied, but didn't think, you know, everybody got bullied as a kid or something. You didn't think that it was going to impact you. And later in life, you realize that it truly did have an effect on you. So with the vaccine, it's like, well, why don't you want to get it? Well, the, the government's going to control me. Okay, well, I mean, to be fair, like, if you have your cell phone on you, you're being tracked everywhere. And I can prove this to you because if you take out your phone, you log into your Google account, which most people have on their phones, right? Whether you have an iPhone or an Android, most people are logging in at some, some place or another with a Gmail. Or, and you go to the Google Maps app, you log in. You can see the past history of everywhere you've been in the past, like, five years. And it'll, you know, give you recommendations. So, like, if you take a trip somewhere, right, out of state or whatever, and it, it'll remember when you did it, which is cool for you, right, to look back and, like, have a history of it, right? Like, oh, yeah, we went to this place. I remember going to that diner. I remember stopping at this uh, hotel, whatever. But it's also creepy as shit because it's like, fuck, man. Like, every, like th- th- they know where we're at. Like, th- they're already tracking things you do, right? Ad tracking, all this stuff. Um, So, we know about all that stuff, right, for the most part. But it's like, well... Why do you feel that way? Well, I don't like new things. Okay, well, why? And usually it's going to be because you boil it down to saying, I'm afraid. Fear of the unknown, I think. Right, which is completely valid. Most people don't want to say the words, I'm afraid, because we're taught that if you say, I'm afraid, you're weak, you're, you're a lesser human being or whatever, right? When I got the shot, because I've had both doses now, I was afraid. I'm, I'm okay to admit that, right? I, I was anxious. I was afraid. I wasn't sure if I was going to have... I was more afraid about like anaphylactic shock for whatever reason. I got it in my head that I was like, fuck, what, what if I have a reaction to this thing? Right? I wasn't so much afraid like, oh, I'm going to turn into like a 5G, a 5G cell tower or something crazy, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I stupidly like was on Reddit or something and like, you know, saw some post link from like the conspiracy one. I was like, ah, let me check this out. Next thing you know, I'm reading all these posts about how like Fauci and it did all this stuff with Bill Gates back in the day. I'm like, fuck, do I, oh my God, I, I, I got the, I got the chip guys. You know, I came out of it, but it was an interesting experiment because I'm like, yeah, people who make good arguments, if the information is false, you still believe it because they're making a like well put together argument, right? If, if I tell you, 
I'm the best, um, like a real recent example in the news for my sport for jujitsu is like, I'm the best grappler in the world. You're like, no, you're not. So-and-so is, or so-and-so is ranked higher than you. I go, no, no, I'm the best. Like you, you can't prove I'm not the best. I mean, you could get me in a room with these guys and have them fight me and they're going to tear my legs apart, but it's like, you know, I'm just making this fact. So if I present it in a way and I market it to you and I package it in a way that's beautiful, right? The best grappler.com. Right. And it's a picture of me smiling with a Photoshop medal or something. <laughs> you may eventually believe that. And it's funny, right? I, I, you know, a shot's laughing, but it's true. And that's how you can convince people of whatever you want. And I've thought about doing random shit like that as like a thought experiment, right? Like, can I go on Twitter and just say I'm a doctor and will people believe me? Now, I wouldn't give them actual medical advice. I would tell them what we tell you here, which is, you know, meditate, exercise, diet, and sleep. Because those are things that are actually tangible. They have studies about them, you know, shit like that. But it would just be funny if I was like, if I just created a handle and I was like, you know, Matt MD and people are like, oh, that's Dr. Matt. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah, most people don't check credentials. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who who knows? Yeah, I think I think I mentioned before there. So there's this uh, other podcast I listen to uh, called Trailblazers, and uh, you know um, he does uh, he talks about obviously trailblazers, right? People that have sort of shook the industry and like invented new things or done things, but he also talks about the history of those things. Um, and one of the episodes was on like. I don't remember the actual title, but I think it was on, like, scammers, right? Like, people that basically, uh, like, scam other people. Um, what was it called? Uh, con artists. I think the whole thing was on con artists. And he was talking about how the way that, like, good cons work, or that the the way that they convince people that things are true, is they they put in one thing that's a fact, Right. So they might say the sky is blue, obviously a very basic example, but that's a fact. Everyone knows the sky is blue. And then they use that fact to push other to push their agenda, essentially. So they say, because the sky is blue, that means that uh, Matt wears green shoes. And you know, the two things really don't have anything to do with each other. But the fact that I've thrown out a fact in there, I've sort of established that I'm telling the truth, right? I'm t- that I'm I'm not a liar because I told you the sky is blue. Well, now this other thing I say must be true as well. And a lot of people believe this. Um, and, you know, it's again, it's something that that people know about and it's been used for a very long time, uh, mostly by con artists. Uh, but it's still used today in in a lot of different ways, and usually conspiracies, uh, they, you know, they they use the same tactics. They're they're essentially con artists. They they put something in there that's a fact. You know, like like you were mentioning before, there's it might be a fact that Dr. Fauci knows Bill Gates, right, or that they've met, or whatever it is. So we all know that's a fact. There might be pictures out there, whatever it is. Uh, it's common knowledge. But then I go and make, now that I've established that I'm telling the truth because this is a fact, I go and make some other preposterous claim. And you, because you now trust me, because now we've built this trust, you believe me. Um, and unfortunately, in a lot of cases, this is what happens. And that's this what's been happening with a lot of the misinformation out there. You know, they they go out there and they say, 
vaccines um, have whatever, X, Y, and Z, right? Vaccines are grown in eggs, which is true. And then they make something preposterous saying, oh, the vaccines that are grown in eggs are uh, cause infertility, let's say. Again, they establish something that is true. You go and look it up and you're like, yeah, for a fact, these vaccines are grown in eggs. Um, and now that they have your trust, they start lying to you, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a slippery slope, right? And I've I've read a bunch of, I have an interest in psychology. I've read a bunch of like psych books about stuff like that, like con artists and shit. And it's fascinating. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, if, if you're interested in like the, the true crime podcast, all those types of things, serial killers. Um, I hate that shit, stuff. What was the really big Netflix one? I don't, I don't remember the, the the really big one where the guy was going, the FBI agent was going around interviewing everybody. I forget what it's called. Um, but you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's because like you want to understand how things work, like how humans work, all this stuff. And it, and it is fascinating how you can say something that's like a lie, but it gets repeated so many times. And I might've mentioned this before, but like, you've probably heard the statistic of like, Oh, you know, in your sleep, you swallow seven spiders a year or something. And when you look it up, at least information I have available to me tells me that the guy who initially published that article back in the newspaper wanted to prove that you can print anything in media and people would believe it. So he came up with this thing that he thought was absurd back then. Like, Oh, you know, you swallow seven spiders when you're sleeping. And you know, me as a kid who had arachnophobia was not very keen on hearing this from (laughs) other third graders, fourth graders and fifth graders who would tell me I'm like a spider swallower all this shit or whatever, right? Oh, you're going to go to sleep and you're going to take a nap and there's going to be one crawling down your throat. Um, not fun. I bet. You know? But when you are when you later are like an adult and either you realize that it's fake or you go like, well, I haven't seen a spider in my room in like seven months. And the last time I saw a spider recently was probably in my shower. It's and probably I probably you've been screamed like all. a little girl. What? It's probably because you've been eating them all. That's why there's none in your room. Yeah. Fuck. There you go. Mystery solved. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Case closed. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Book them, Dano. Uh, Yeah. So you know, it's tough because you want to figure out what the truth is, right? We all have this idea to search for like meaning, the meaning of existence, the meaning of whatever, whether it's religion or a, a different purpose that you're interested in. And deciding what is true. So if you can't repeat something, it's probably not true. Right? If I pick up my my water bottle and I drop it to the floor, you know, I think we've discussed this before, like gravity is dropping it. And then you argued something that it's not really gravity. It's something else or whatever. So whatever, you know. But I, if I pick it up and I let go of it, it's going to fall. Right? Unless I'm in space or unless, yeah, there's all these variables. I, I know how, I know how, I, I see a shot smiling. You're ruining the analogy, Matt. No, I, I have no clue what anything has to do with your water bottle the point is if i pick something an object up and i drop it mm-hmm. and let go of it it's gonna fall to the ground yes. right it's repeatable it's a fact i can i can do it in my house i can go to a shot's house and do it for him it's like a magic trick except everybody knows what's gonna happen but there are things that you don't know right if you haven't gotten the vaccine how do you really know what the symptoms are right if you weren't there when it was created how do you really know what's into it all these all these questions you're gonna ask yourself about it right and that's where people can hijack a fact and create this kind of little bit of fiction in it. In a lot of ways, they want their fiction to go viral 
isn't that funny that they're doing a viral campaign against a virus funny how that works no but that that is true you know people try to get famous and they'll do whatever it takes um even outright lying even um you know saying preposterous things doing stupid things i think we've all seen tiktok videos of people doing dumb shit that's going to get them killed um but why do they do it they do it for their five minutes of fame um and you know these other people do it for their five minutes of fame too people putting conspiracy theories out there people putting lies out there you know as long as they have a catchy headline and someone will catch it and share it they're happy to do it because you know what they're famous now they're making money they make a youtube video and you know that thing goes viral and people share it they're cashing in on that YouTube video. Um, so, again, this sort of goes back to the first thing I said, right? People inherently, unfortunately, most people think only about themselves. And so the person that's making up these conspiracy theories and spreading misinformation is most likely trying to gain a profit out of it. And, you know, they don't actually care about the, the greater good. Uh, I was watching... Um, this reminded me of something, uh, I think you were talking about, like, government regulation or something at some point. Um, and I was watching a video earlier today uh, that had to do with some, like, leadership stuff I'm taking for work. And the guy was basically talking about how when the Titanic was made, right, the regulation said that they needed to have one boat every whatever it is i think it was like um they they only needed to have like one life-saving boat every x amount and it came out to 25 percent of the number of people that were on the titanic and the reason this regulation was like that was because before the titanic um all of the boats that were out there were mostly ferries and with ferries i guess it couldn't carry as many people so it could have less of them so what happened on Titanic is, you know, they were following all the rules and regulations and they had enough lifeboats that were legally that they were supposed to have. Um, and when it capsized and went down, it, you know, they only had enough for 25% of the people. So 75% of the people unfortunately passed away. Now, did they break the law? No, because legally, again, they had the right amount. Did they do the right thing, though? Still no. <laughs> Obviously, they should have taken that into consideration, realized that, you know, they needed enough lifeboats for everyone on board in case something like this happens, um, and, and and put enough lifeboats out there. So I guess what I'm coming, sort of the point I'm trying to make is, again, people especially in today's day and age, most people are trying to either think only for themselves or think about making a profit, right? But then when we have something, when we have companies that are trying to do something nice, right? And like governments that are trying to do something good, you know, they're offering the vaccine for free for people to get vaccinated so that people can get better so that they can continue, you know, stimulating the economy and let the economy grow and get things back to normal, 
I think people almost see it as suspicious because that's that's not what they're used to. They're used to companies trying to screw people. They're used to companies trying to make the most money they can. They're used to people being selfish. And as soon as you know you have people or companies uh, out there trying to do something selfless, trying to help people, trying to uh, you know do their part to to help humanity, it's seen as uh, as suspicious, as something that you can't trust, untrustworthy, um, you know, whatever it is. So it it sucks, and it causes a lot of confusion and a lot of anxiety because of it, right? Because people don't know what to trust. Um, I I would real quickly say for for that that it seems selfless, but to be fair there is kind of like a selfish motive from a lot of these companies to assist in it one they they even though they're not making very much profit from it they do get their name out there right pfizer's been in the news a lot moderna's been in the news a lot all these things right so it's kind of good for like the marketing right that they're seen as like these good companies BioNTech, who uh, developed it as well right they in partnership with pfizer j and j you know we know johnson johnson stuff like that but two if if a disease comes through especially like the u.s and it kills a lot of people that are let's say unhealthy right here's here's the conspiracy theory for you if covid were, were to kill everybody who was unhealthy somebody who had high blood pressure who was overweight maybe had diabetes any type of comorbidity well the pharmaceutical companies are going to make the most amount of money off of those people right because every month they have to pay for insulin maybe they have to pay for um, high blood pressure medicine maybe they have to pay for uh, heart medicine, whatever it is, right? Like that's where they're making their money is they're selling drugs to people who mostly it's because their lifestyle it isn't healthy. So then they take a pill and it kind of goes away. But if your customer dies, you no longer have a customer. So it's not truly selfless because at the end of the day, the benefit for them is if we make everybody healthy again and the economy is good and everything back, we can go back to business as normal, making a lot of money. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm not saying what the companies are doing is completely selfless, um, I, but they, I, 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 I only mean it to say that if somebody uses that as the argument that people companies always do things like bad for profit, why would they do something good? It's like the silver lining in it for them is that it may still be profitable. So if you think that people are inherently evil, then there's your proof. If you think that people are inherently good, it's just you believe that it's selfless. Right. So either way, take the damn vaccine. <laughs> Yeah, the the message for this uh, for this episode: get the damn vaccine. No, I I mean, it, it's tough because like I have a lot of friends and family members right now that I've gotten it. That like I've encouraged to get it. Um, and there's different ranges. Like a shot said at the beginning, people that like believe in science and vaccines, but this is still too soon for them. People who are gung ho about it are like sign me up immediately. People that are like, no, this is a government ploy or whatever. All different ranges and people that I've come in contact with or actually come in contact lessness with, I should say, because I'm not actually seeing most people. And, you know, it's just like, well, why would somebody do that? Right? Like, why would somebody release a fake virus and then do whatever? Well, they're making a bunch of money. Not really, because they're basically selling the vaccines at that cost. Because the governments are like, you're going to give it to us or we're going to shut down your company. <laughs> right. Like, we, we need to save lives here. Type of shit. Right. So then, well, wh then why would they do that? Oh, because it's goodwill for the company. It's good marketing. But not really, because like, 
you're not going to go take high blood pressure medicine if you don't need it right you're not going to go like i don't know i don't know what else pfizer makes in this like argument right what do you mean they or make wha- viagra oh okay then in that case uh <laughs> yeah there, there, there was a joke out there about why uh so many older people uh wanted to get pfizer more it's because they trust the company because they're already using ah, that makes sense Okay, but like, l- let's say, for instance, it was something that was going to affect you personally. Like, let's say COVID, like all the guys out there listening, right? If if you got COVID, you could no longer get an erection. Like, your dick just would not ever work again. I guarantee you every guy would be signing up, right? They would be triple masking. They'd be fucking quadruple masking. Nobody would be doing shit until they got that vaccine because it would take away something that you consider, like, very pleasurable to you, right? But because the consequence for most people is... Some people are just going to feel kind of shitty and they're going to survive. Some people are going to have long-term side effects, short-term side effects. And some people, of course, will it'll be fatal and they will pass away from it. So if you're the selfish person who's saying, eh, it's not really going to affect me, I don't care. Again, it's something that can affect other people. It affects their lives, right? I know like a shot myself. Probably every person that you've met has probably had one know somebody. You know, if you want to talk about six degrees of separation type of thing, right? Somebody has like it's probably two or three degrees with covid that you know somebody passed away right most people either know a a family member or you know an extended family member or a friend's family member or something of that who's passed away from it because it's that widespread and, and devastating yep. so you can't really make the argument that oh it doesn't really affect people it only kills so many people per year it's like bro look up how many flu deaths there are every year and look up how many covid deaths there were in a singular year COVID's killed more people in one year than the flu has killed in the past like 10 years. Yeah, I, th- I think the the statistic that really sort of drove it home for me was COVID has killed more people than World War One, World War Two, and the Vietnam War combined. Um, yeah, something, to, something that to that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, I obviously haven't lived through any of those wars, but I, I like I know the history and I know how devastating those were. Uh, at the time so to think about something that's much more devastating than all three combined in our lifetime uh, I mean that that was more than enough for me to say you know this shit is serious (laughs) we got to do something about this yeah and and just the psychological relief that you get from being either first shot or fully vaccinated like I'm I'm a little bit I'm, I'm almost to that point where it's like you know a second shot fully vaccinated but just that relief that you get going like, dang, dude, I got an Amazon package today. Like, am I still supposed to sanitize this or not? Do I need to leave it in the sun for three days? Do I need to do whatever? Just to be like, oh, I'm going to do what I always do, which is take it in, you know, open up the package, you know, throw the package away or in the recycling, depending on what, what they shipped it to me in, wash my hands and enjoy whatever I bought. I've been doing that for months. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I have two in that same thing, just making sure I'm washing my hands, yeah. right? But if if you're still in that, complete like fear mindset where you're you're not touching anything or or seeing anybody or whatever then yeah you may still be feeling that way about it and when when more facts come out and you learn more about it and more science is published and research and everything you can eventually get to the point where you okay i don't need to do this step anymore let's go back to doing this and i saw this funny post online where it was like um do you remember when we used to all huddle in a warehouse together and walk down aisle upon aisle to open our mouths for people to give us tasty bite-sized treats in little plastic cups 
Costco. And they're describing Costco. Exactly. <laughs> right? Because you'd, you'd walk around and you'd get a sample. Oh, it's sample day. Let me go get a sample. Okay. You oh, know, ooh, I, I, really I have like something this. funny. Um, I was at Costco the other day. And, you know, that they, they have some of the sample people out there. But obviously, they're not serving any of the food. They just sort of have it out there and they're marketing it. Right? Uh, and this guy, like, walked up. And he, like, there, there's glass there. Right? And he, like, like goes out to like grab the single piece of food that's like sitting there as a demo <laughs> and the worker was like like what are you doing sir like you can't touch that he's like what do you mean to sample i'm trying to get it he's like uh <laughs> like we're not there yet <laughs> take your hand back we're not giving out samples um but but i thought it was funny because it's uh it it alludes to what what we're almost back to right like people now uh feel at least some people feel comfortable enough to start getting samples from Costco again, even though it's still not allowed. But um, I think it's just this whole like dynamic uh, mind shift of like, uh, we're going back to normalcy and people are uh, trying to get samples at Costco again. Yeah, when the samples are back in full swing, you know that we've made it, that we're through the thick of it, we're chilling, you know, we're good to go. Yep. I know like Disneyland is partially opening up soon or now i saw some people on their That's instagram reminder, yeah there. i gotta be up early tomorrow because i have marching orders from the wife to uh try and get some tickets tomorrow so oh is that what they're doing they're, they're doing the whole like raffle in the morning i don't think it's a raffle i think you just you have to try and uh, the way it works is you have to try and buy tickets and then after you have a ticket you have to make a reservation uh depending on the type of ticket you have there's only certain days you can make reservations for Bro, that's that's straight up how it was registering for the vaccine. I had to wake up at four in the morning, five in the morning. I had to like look around, see what was available, go to all the different pharmacy sites. Which one has my you know qualification on it? Bam, bam, bam. Felt like a damn winner. Man, you now, made it, man. Uh, now you're telling me I gotta I gotta win again for Disney. All right. Yep. Anyway, so I think just to sum it up, right? Everything we've talked about. You know, getting the vaccine can cause anxiety. In order to first, you need to figure out what about it is causing the anxiety, right? So you have to do some self-reflection, maybe meditate a little bit. Once you figure it out, you got to do some research and see if it's an actual threat, if it's an actual problem. You know, if it's too new, if the technology is too new, maybe research into the technology. If the virus is too new, maybe look into the studies. Um, if you think that uh, an article that you read because your, I don't know, aunt sent you an article on Facebook is true, look into the credentials of the person that wrote it. You know, see if that story is uh, was picked up by other news agencies. See what they said about it. You know, go to reporters that you trust, etc. Um, so, you know, it, it takes some legwork. But I think if you put in the work you'll realize that hopefully there isn't a lot that should actually cause anxiety and that it's safe to take, that many people have taken it, including both Matt and I, um, and that, you know, you'll be safer once you do. But, yeah, I think that's all I had to say about that. I think that's... That's the episode, Matt. What do you think? I agree. Protect others. Protect yourself. Protect your health. 
protect your mental wealth. Sure. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yours is way more clean. I was trying to rhyme. <laughs> no, nah, I, I get you. Um, and, you know, again, be, be selfless, guys. Be care, care for others. And I, I know we used to preach this a lot, but, you know, uh, it's a big world, but, you know, we, we still all have to care for each other. And we need to, and it doesn't only have to do with this virus, it doesn't only have to do with the vaccine, but, you know, global warming, you know, there's people suffering all over the world. You know, we need to, we need to make sure that we can help everyone. And that starts by, it's it starts small, right? It starts by helping uh you know us our community our family our friends our community and then from there we can start helping you know our country other countries etc but you need to take action in order to get there so take action um and yeah do 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 what you can 